Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is AJ Valmuller. He's the president and owner of the Futures Force Staffing and the author of How to Not Get Hired. AJ, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me, Christopher. It's an honor to be here. So I want all our listeners to know that we have in our presence a reality TV show personality. Just letting you all know, I'm not even going to tell you what, what he's on or where he was on. You can all look him up. <laughs> so AJ, <laughs> I love the title of your book, How to Not Get Hired. That's an amazing title. Tell us about what inspired you to write this book. So I've been in sales for pretty much my entire career since the early 2000s, and then I transitioned into recruiting, and I absolutely fell in love with the aspect of that personal relationship you build with the candidates. Uh, And then, I don't know, and uh, seven, eight years ago, I started collecting some of these funny resumes when I was earlier on in my career. I I would get, you know, entry-level resumes, things like that, and a lot of them were hilarious from spelling errors to grammar errors, just formatting errors, things like that. And I would collect them. I would put them into a manila folder that was labeled with a Sharpie, funny resumes. Never knew what I was going to do with them. Would show them to my friends here and there and all my friends would get a kick out of them. It turned into, after I collected 75 or 100 of them, my friends would start asking, hey, when they came over my house, hey, AJ, can we read some of those resumes? Or, Or let me see one of those funny resumes you had. And a lot of, it started creating a lot of buzz just within my friends. And then someone mentioned, hey, you should compile them all into a coffee table book. And I started thinking that it would be great to, to put all these in a coffee table book and show people what not to do, which inadvertently shows them what to do. So it is a self-help book, but it's showing what went horribly wrong for other people. There's tons of resumes in there that to show you what absolutely not to ever do on your resume. There's a lot of stories. Uh, of funny interviews that I've had. Urinating Eugene is one of them. You can go ahead and run with that one. And it's, there's a lot of illustrations in it depicting it. It's really just a fun read, but once you start reading it, you don't want to put it down. You want to keep going to the next story. No, that's great, AJ. And, and you're an example of how you write a book that's in alignment with your field because, again, a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to write a book and you know, I want to be a speaker. I'm like, but this book is different from your speech topics. It's like there's no real alignment with you. It's perfect because it's both funny, it's experienced, there's a story to it, and you're this, this guy that does headhunting, right? So for the listeners, you know, what I find fascinating, AJ, again, I've done a lot of podcasts, like over 400. And what's, what's fascinating is there's so many amazing people out there, but then there's some of them just kind of stand out. And you're one of those where it's in. There's, a, there's an alignment there where, okay, you're a future force staffing guy. And you wrote a book about not getting hired. And it's funny. So I hope that the people listening know that people don't spend too much time on your profile. They don't spend too much time on your resume. They literally glance it over. So when they're glancing it over, if there's like this misalignment or it doesn't seem to make sense, if there's no credibility, then you've already just been tossed aside. So AJ, thanks so much for just being an example of how you should be promoting yourself as a professional. So talk to us about your, your staffing, because why did you choose staffing? A lot of people like find people to be headaches, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I was in outside business to business sales for the beginning of my career for eight or 10 years. And then I started as an account executive with a major staffing company. And I started junior recruiting on my own roles that I was bringing in. 
And that's where I fell in love. They were all direct hire. It was not, it was non-contractual roles. So I wasn't dealing with the contractors or anything like that, the, the turn and burn. And it was people that I was making relationships with. And it was higher level candidates that, you know, if candidates turn into clients, clients turn into candidates. And I really just fell in love with that aspect because after the fact, you know, who's reaching out to me to thank me for getting them the job, the candidate, not the client, the client. I mean, yes, they're paying me, but they're not that thankful. So I started going in that direction and really just, uh, I got experience on the agency side. I helped build a a staffing division within an already established uh, staffing agency that was getting ready to be sold and needed an IT division. So I built that. Then I transitioned over to the corporate side. So I was internal at a couple of corporations, IBM being one of them and learned that aspect. Uh, Then I transitioned to another position that was with a small business uh, that was hire number six. I built that company up to about 40 employees. And in that time when I was recruiting for that small company, I realized that most of the staffing agencies out there that I was trying to utilize weren't really giving me the time of the day. They were they were treating their Fortune 100 and Fortune 1000 clients better because it's volume for them. Nobody wanted to come and, and focus on our culture. You know, if you throw one bad apple into a team or a company of 50, it can have a major impact. If you throw one bad apple into a company or a team of 1000, it may not have such a big ripple. So culture came down to everything and none of the staffing agencies I was working with wanted to come out and visit. I even offered to take them to lunch. So just come out, get a feel for our culture. Oh, after the first hire, after the first hire. So basically after we make money off you, then we'll care about you until then you're useless. So I was getting fed up with that and I started reaching out to my peers. They were experiencing the same thing and that was my aha moment. I said, you know, I'm going to start a staffing agency. I'm going to focus it more on the small and medium businesses where I can have direct contact with the hiring managers. I can do a full cultural profile of the company. Therefore, I know I'm not only um, getting the people, the candidates that are a fit on paper, but they're also going to fit within the culture. Uh, we have very, very different cultures and companies now. You know, the, the tech age brought that about Google and Facebook and all these fun campuses you have with, with ball pits and game rooms and things like that. But then you still have companies that are more that suit and tie culture that what I call the, the old school culture. And some people just don't fit in both cultures. And that's where I went out on my own. Um, I started speaking with my clients and that slowly transitioned as the company built itself. Uh, You know, Christopher, companies take their own direction. Sometimes they tell you where they're going to go. It wasn't necessarily the plan. And what it's come down to is I am now effectively a poacher or a headhunter for my clients. They come to me to back clean up after the other staffing agencies fail, or if they have a very niche level need or combined skill set need or an urgent backfill, they come to me. I, I don't compete with the other staffing agencies for speed, you know, trying to get a whole bunch of candidates in. I, I don't throw a whole bunch in it. I'm not quantity over quality. I probably only submit three candidates to you, but more than likely you're going to hire one. So most of my clients that have, you know, 90 or 100 open jobs, I'm only assigned one or two of them because they come to me when they're in a pinch. Nice. Let's talk about your skill set, AJ, because again, finding talent really is a talent, like a real talent. Literally, it's one of the most <laughs> challenging things to have. And it seems obvious, but I don't think a lot of HR people, like I, I've worked with this one client, he was grossing about $100 million. And he always telling me how challenging it was to find not just people, but an HR person to find the people because it really requires like psychology and 
and, and counseling and, and like a PhD and a professorship. Like there's so many different perspectives you have. So I'm curious, you've been doing this for a while. What, what are some things you, you, you do to assess a candidate and whether they're a good fit? Because that's such a, it's one thing just understanding the talent and then understanding, will that person fit into this culture? Because it requires a lot of like, not just brain power, but a lot of high EQ. So what are some suggestions you might share with our guests to understand how to find talent? Um, so really, because I, I take more of a reactive approach rather than having candidates on the bench and being proactive like a lot of the larger staffing agencies have. I, I don't have a backup of candidates. I don't have a database because all my clients come to me with very one-off types of needs. So it doesn't make sense. And most of the candidates, I never post jobs or, or entertain any candidates that apply in, I reach out to them. I headhunt, I poach. So I have to tell that story first and I have to get them engaged before they can even, before they even can go over their background with me. So I always let them know about the, the position first to make sure to one hook them, but also make sure it lines up for what they're looking for. This also helps the candidate feel a little bit more relaxed. Um, that's when their true personality comes out. A lot of recruiters nowadays and in the past, it's all about, hey, I've got this job. This is why you want it. And that is not the right approach anymore. I, I let, if people tell me, no, I don't think this is the right position for me after I explain it to them first, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to try to pressure them. So it's really just about going out there and hooking that candidate with your initial in-mail from LinkedIn. I mean, I'm a LinkedIn fanatic so percent of my day first, what's the first sentence or first three sentences that you say really the the one thing and i'm, I'm not going to give away my trade secret <laughs> that works for me and has been working but it comes it, believe it or not it comes down to the subject line uh that yeah. subject line is most most candidates and most people especially in it but just all across the board are getting hit up by recruiters multiple times a day yeah. It's yeah. pretty much always the same copy and pasted message. Yep, yep, it's yep, not yep. personalized. And the type, the subject line is normally, I've got a job for you. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. that the subject line is what's going to set you apart and initially draw them in to read what else you have to say. No, that, that's a perfect advice, AJ, because again, I get hit up hundreds of times for invitations to LinkedIn. And there's only a few that actually have a personalized invite. And guess which was the one that I look at or my staff looks at, right? Yep. The personalized invite. It, you, you would think it's like, oh yeah, it's obvious, but no, it's not. So that's a great piece of advice, AJ. How can our guests stay in touch with you? I'm sorry? How can our guests stay in touch with you? Oh, they can get in touch with me uh, through my website, futureforcestaffing.com. My, I'm sorry, futureforcetalent.com. My, <laughs> my LinkedIn is AJ Vollmuller. And then also the book's website is howtonotgethired.com. Uh, you know, there's contact information for me and any three of those outlets. Awesome. AJ, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. All right. Thank you very much, Christopher. You too.